Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. All right, kids, strap it in. This is going to be a fun one. Now, I'm bringing on Wilson Bautista. And I had to really think about that to say it because he fucking spells his name all bass backwards. So, um, but y'all know it. I got a fucked up last name too, so it works out all right. Uh, got a crazy story. I'm going to bust his chops about somehow going from the Marine Corps to the National Guard. I don't know how that shit happens, but we'll give him a hard time about that. So it'll be a fun conversation. So y'all sit back, enjoy, and have some fun. Wilson, welcome to the show, brother. Tell us hey, your story. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Um, this has always been a lot of fun to do. I love doing this podcast and meeting interesting and amazing people. And let me tell you, I couldn't do it without Stacey McGovern and her company, Point Blank Safety, that supports their nonprofit Blue Family Fund. And these guys are doing amazing things in the state of Texas, helping out you know small, medium-sized companies, construction companies, government-run agencies. You know, they all need live in-person security personnel to protect their stuff and keep their assets their assets. They employ off-duty officers to make sure that they get the highest level of protection um, outside of any other security company you know in the world these guys are absolutely amazing I love everything about them so do me a favor uh, head over to pointblanksafety.com check out Stacy and her company you're gonna be glad they did and if you haven't followed Stacy on TikTok, follow at Stacy McGovern uh, I promise you'll laugh and giggle your ass off as you follow her TikTok page you know I tell you, one of the funnest things that we've launched lately is Success Champions Networking. If you're a business owner and you're looking to connect with other businesses that know how to refer you business, head on over to DonnieBovine.com and click on Success Champions Networking. We're forming chapters all across the U.S., working on some international stuff too. But bringing small business owners together to scale and grow their businesses through collaborations, networking, and referrals. So trust me, you want to get into some badass networking. Success Champions Networking. Go to DonnieBovine.com, then click on Success Champions Networking, and we'll see you there. Now let's get on to Wilson. Hey, thanks, man. Um, you know, uh, it's a, it's funny that you've mentioned I go from the uh, the Marine Corps to the National Guard because a lot of Marines are cringing right now. <laughs> yes, as, they as are. I, <laughs> as I said that, but you know, I kind of get. I kind of like you lost some... your man card, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Each service has their own thing. National Guard has its place, and I had a good time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. working with them too. But yeah, so I started out in the Marines. Um, believe it or not, I was in the band. You know what a guy I graduated high school with was in the band, uh, yeah. Tommy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, get this. What get people this. don't know about the band, because I, I always like to say, because we would bust Tommy's chops every time we saw him about being in the band. Unfortunately, that guy played in over 200 funerals. 
Yeah, yeah that's the one hard. thing they don't tell you about the band is that's one of their duties. Yeah. Um, so so good on you, brother. Um, yeah. Well, I I mean I had a really interesting job in the band is that I was in I was uh in the band to play piano. Whoa. Did you did you play keyboard or piano? A keyboard and piano. So oh, I Lord. did. Yeah. So uh, I started out as a classical musician as a kid, and then you know the recruiter found me um, in midst in the mall, you know, and they <laughs> did their whole thing, you know, just talked me up, and they said, yeah, hey, yeah, we're looking for pianists, and there's only twelve pianists in the Marine Corps, and why don't you give it a shot? And I did, and so that led to a career as a musician uh, for about nine years in the Marines. And they uh, taught me how to play rock. They taught me how to play jazz. I played in salsa band. I've been all over the world playing music, you know, and representing the United States in the Marine Corps. And it was a lot of fun. A lot of people make fun of, you know, musicians and the band. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of lame. But I'm like, listen, I, uh, I opened up, I opened up my uh, show band for Alan Jackson. Oh, nice. Right. And it's like, I played in front of 15,000 people and, you know, and I got to go and meet Congress folk and uh, generals, admirals, and just, it took me all over the world. Australia, I've been to a, a place called Kwajalein. Kwajalein, that's a new yeah. one. Yeah, Kwajalein, and I've been to America, Samoa, right? So, uh-huh. yeah, pretty cool places. I, I had a good time. And so, um, one of the things I didn't get to do when I was um, in uh, the band field is that I didn't get to deploy because I was one of the few MOSs or jobs that um, that there were really, it's just a small amount of people. So I just never got to uh, deploy and I really wanted to. And so I, I finished my bachelor's degree while I was in, um, you know, took took classes off to the side and uh, eventually got my bachelor's degree in music and decided, Hey, I'm going to be a, I want to be an officer because if I have this ticket, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to haze myself again and to see if I could actually do it. And so I went to officer candidate school in uh, 2010 and I struggled and I got hazed. I don't know why I did that to myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's like boot camp all over again. Oh, it's definitely boot camp all over. And what the, the worst part was is that you knew exactly what was coming. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that would suck you're like you're like uh when you're when you're uh looking at the schedule and you see that there's just a lot of blank space that's a lot of um we're gonna screw with you time right so, right yeah right. moving yeah moving racks from the left to the right popping blankets making making noise yelling and you know bloodying our elbows crawling around the squad bay that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't think you could have paid me enough to go do it again yeah i i question i questioned myself going <laughs> but you know it was it was well worth it um i learned a lot about myself um and you know it, it taught me uh that i could push push through pretty much anything if i could go through that crap um and i eventually commissioned as a second lieutenant and uh they Butter said bar. yeah yeah, Butter Bar. Yeah, I know. Butter Bar Batista. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean... Yeah, so um, yeah, so I commissioned Butter Bar, and they sent me to communications officer school. So they, they taught, um, and that's like IT school. They teach you about um, networks, working with computers, um, managing those kind of things, as well as uh, radios 
and satellite systems and um, leading those Marines that are, are there. So um, I eventually got to deploy to Afghanistan. And that was, a, that was an interesting time because, um, yeah, it was, you know, you're away from the family and, uh, and I, I didn't have the best, uh, the best leadership on top of me. And, you know, that, and I butted heads a lot. Right. So, um, I think that's the story of the Marine Corps though, is, is, is we just butt heads a lot with everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this, this, uh, this particular officer, I butted heads with a lot and he's, he's the guy that, you know, writes your performance eval, but you know, I'm a, I'm one of those guys that are just like, Hey, that this is wrong. And I'm going to tell you that it's wrong, but I'm not one to like toe the line, so to speak. So, Mm. you know, my evaluations reflected that. And then uh, when there was a uh, downsizing of the Marine Corps, I found myself uh, managed out because my performance evaluations weren't there. So um, I wasn't anticipating to get out of the Marine Corps because by the time that I had to get out, I had 13 years in. So sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Totally sucks. And um, for those who don't understand why that sucks is he's only had seven left to go to retire. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, I had, I had six months, six months to, um, the transition out of active service. So if you can imagine how stressful that was on my family and on me, I, now I have to, now I have to find a job Mm -hmm. and I get insurance and, and that's, that's a quick amount of time, but, and we struggled a bit. Um, but I did eventually uh, find a job on base, and I started my my uh, really focusing on my cybersecurity career, and um, that led me to um, doing doing audits for the all the Southeast Marine Corps bases for headquarters Marine Corps. So I was um, doing cybersecurity audits, um, getting uh, commands ready for their inspections, and then. Um, I went to a multinational corporation based out of Switzerland and I started out as an analyst uh, in their uh, cybersecurity program. And then eventually I got, I got promoted to um, head of uh, vulnerability management for the global operations. So that was a huge deal. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. And, and then I came over here to St. Petersburg, Florida to um, work with a startup and build their program from the bottom up. For, um, information technology as well as information security and that all had to be compliant with the Department of Defense regulations and standards for a defense contractor mm. yeah and then in the meantime I uh, I wrote a book <laughs> <laughs> out of all of this so um, and uh, and also I, I finished my master's degree with Boston University in information systems management. And uh, that book that I wrote is called Practical Cyber Intelligence. And I basically said, you know, when I was working in the corporate environment, I was just seeing a lot of things like, man, you guys aren't talking. Or we could be passing information to each other a lot better. And so I took my experiences that I had in the operational environment, the combat environment in Afghanistan, and uh, took simple like um, operational order concepts, uh, five paragraph orders, BAM-SYS, begin the planning, you know, all that stuff. 
I put that all together and tried to marry it up with what the private sector does. I, I tried to change it to a language that people can understand so they could actually implement it on um, uh, with their organizations. And so far, you know, the uh, the reaction has been very positive. Um, I, I get a lot of sales. It's and it's a lot of uh, good conversations because my book, um, the cover has donuts, very multicolored donuts on it. Why? I don't know why the publisher decided to put it there. And uh, I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, as long as it sells. And so whenever anybody asked me, why do you, uh, why do you have donuts on the cover? And my cheesy response is, because whatever's in the book is tasty. <laughs> we need to work on that response. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. My wife cringes every time I say it. It's, it's freaking hilarious. And so what's the book about? So it, it's, about, it's about taking military concepts and um, applying them to a corporate space. Uh, it, and it's all about reducing silos you know, breaking down silos and passing information from one part of the organization to another succinctly. And a lot of what we see in cybersecurity today is that people are just getting blasted with reports and reports and it's just noise. And it, it's, uh, it, it gets quite overwhelming and then people start to say either I don't care, one, I don't care, or uh, two, this is, just, this is just too much. We can't, we're never gonna get this done. So the whole concept is provide the priority information requirements. Let the top down say, these are the things that we feel that are the most important. Give us the information for these things and then bring it down um, throughout the ranks. So people collect that information and, and bring it up. So it's a, it's a wild hair concept um, to do in the corporate environment because every everything impacts the the bottom dollar but for me it's all about developing flexibility and decision making in that you provide the information that they need to make the decision not just a bunch of crap and uh and they they can't they can't think so that's uh, that's the whole yeah whole yeah I, I like this i like this so so you've done what a lot of people don't do well, which is transition your military training, learning and everything else and brought it in the civilian world. I know a lot of guys that were like me. I mean, I was a motor team mechanic. So, so, you know, the running joke in the shop was if all those sales throw a wrench at them, you know, <laughs> so, so, but you know, when I got out of the military, I ran like hell. I mean, I was done. I didn't want anything left to do with it, you know, uh, keep it the hell away from me. You know, it was too much structure for my world. So I didn't care to try and apply anything that, that I had learned during that time to, to the civilian world. Now I have later and I can look back on how much of an impact in my life later, you know, once I got far enough removed for it, from it. How is it, how hard is it to take a bunch of very tactical strategies that are, have been ingrained for years? I mean, you're basically beat these strategies and, and methodologies into us as a being, you know, how hard is it to take these strategies and implement it with people that have not gone through the training and everything else and try and teach them how to do these, you know, different elements and apply it to their world? So I think that the first lesson I had to learn is that 
people don't have that training, mm. right? Because in your mind, it makes sense. You're just like, this makes sense. I don't understand why it doesn't make sense for you. Right? Well, it's because in the military, right? We're get shit done people. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, there's no questioning. It's, Hey, take care of that. You don't ask how, you don't ask why, you don't do anything, you just do. And that's the, the one thing that's very hard to transition in the civilian sector. Yeah, exactly. And so I had to learn very quickly, it's all about, it's all about influence without authority. Explain right? that, I like that, explain that. Right, so it's like you, you're, trying to exp you're trying to explain to people, even though that you may not be the guy that's in charge of them, but you're trying to get them to be on the same side of you, uh, same side as you with the idea that you're bringing onto the table, mm -hmm. meaning that you have to establish that rapport in order to get your idea across. Whereas like in the military, you have, you know, your major tells you to do something. He tells you to jump. You say, okay, I'm going to jump. Whereas now you have to say, Hey, listen, I've got this great idea. Why don't you, um, why don't you come and listen to it? and see what you think and get their input. Because when you start spinning your idea and then they start providing input into what, they, into what you're thinking is when you start establishing that rapport and the hooks in saying, okay, this is not just my idea, this is our idea. And you start bringing people forward with that. Um, yeah, it's, it's very difficult to, to get people um, that are transitioning out of the military to think like that because we're just so used to um we're so used to people saying okay this is what we're gonna do you gotta go right um yep. but yeah nowadays when they get out of the military and they go into the civilian sector you're gonna have people that just don't have that mindset they're gonna ask why they're gonna ask why all the time and they want to they need to be sold and they need to they need to know that the decision that is being made is the best for whatever organization that they're in. And that could be, that could be difficult um, to swallow for somebody that's coming out. It's just like, yeah, I know, I know that this is the right thing to do. This is what we need to do. But then you have um, people that just don't understand that concept. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it gets, it gets difficult. How long did it take you to translate the language? I mean, the military did we are acronym heavy i mean everything's an acronym and i can't even tell you what half of them mean anymore but but how long did how long did it take you to fully translate the terminology and the language and the words and things that they could understand yeah i would say i would say it took me about five years mm. yeah to be quite honest i i feel more comfortable now than i did like you know a few years ago just trying to explain to people and um, also dispelling, dispelling some myths about being in the military, especially in the Marines and going to <laughs> Afghanistan. Yes, we're knuckle draggers, crayon eaters, boxer rocks, you know, all those things thrown together. Yeah, as long as the crayons are Crayola and not that other stuff. That's I always crazy. say I like the purple ones. They have the best flavor, so, you know, they're good. No, um, I, like the, I like the unique ones. Um, I mean, you can't just go basic with red. You have to go with red brick. <laughs> or brick red nice. you know you nice. have to go a little bit farther but yeah <laughs> but yeah, i mean there, there is that i mean uh you know some of the listeners have heard this story when i hit corporate america i'm in st louis i'm working for a fortune five and i, I a vice president of the company pulled me aside and goes hey two things you got to do if you're really going to climb the corporate ladder 
I said, okay, I'm listening. He goes, number one, lose a fucking twang. He's like, you can't say y'all. You can't be this fucking country hillbilly. You know, you literally have got to to speak like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't wrong. You know, as soon as somebody goes hillbilly, the first thing you, you're like, oh, my God, here we go, right? Um, it's almost as bad as telling somebody you're a Marine sometimes. Uh, flip it. The second thing he told me, he goes, don't ever tell anybody you're a veteran. And he wasn't telling me in both of these, and he was being so nice and respectful when he told me this. Um, and what he was basically telling me is the twang, the, all that stuff just makes you sound dumb, but the Marine Corps, the veteran back thing, don't lean on it because nobody gives a shit about it. Mm-hmm. Once you hit You're the right. civilian, being a Marine means absolutely fucking nothing. Everybody's honored that you serve the country, this, that, and the other, but they don't care that you're a veteran, all it means is you have no experience. Yeah, no experience in corporate America. Yep. Um, yeah, that was, uh, well, I, I, I kind of knew that, you know, going out, it's just like, nobody's going to care about how many medals I have on my chest. Right. No one's going to care about the certificates of commendation or how many coins that I have. No one cares about that crap yep. Yep. Um, out in the real world. What they care about is, are you going to help us achieve our missions and our objectives to get us where, to where we need to go. And that seems like a simple concept for a transitioning service member to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could do that. But, you know, you have some officers that are coming out and saying, I was the director of this command's IT infrastructure, and I know how to do this. Well, if you look at the corporate structure, you look at directors and VPs and senior VPs, these are people that have tons of experience in corporate America. And yeah, when they get out, they're thinking that, yeah, I'm just going to transition to oh, a director dude, my, One of my favorite <laughs> conversations of all time, I had a Lieutenant Colonel come out and somebody had introduced him to me and said, Hey, can you help him? He's trying to land a job. Can you give him some advice? And so we sat down and I said, what do you want to do? He goes, I need to be a president of a company. I said, what do you mean you need to be a president of a company? He goes, that's the only role I'll take is CEO president of a company. I said, hold on. Help me out here. What have you done that warrants you should be a CEO or president? He goes, well, I served here. I've served here. I've led this many troops. I'm like, great. I said, okay, let's do this. We're going to do a switch. All right. You, we're going to put you in a role of the CEO of a company. But I'm going to take that CEO and put him in, the, in your command. And he's going to be responsible for all those troops, all those maneuvers, all those military things. When can we make that switch? And he looked right at me and goes, that CEO will never be able to command troops like that. I said, why not? And he goes, he just doesn't have the experience leading troops into combat like that. I said, that's my point exactly. You don't have experience leading people in a corporate environment to handle, handle all that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get the analogy. <laughs> I thought, in my mind, I'm like, that was a pretty easy you know, thing to grasp. Yeah, but yeah. you know, um, it was, it's very much so, in, and I tell most people in that situation, I'm like, dude, go get something on the bottom tier. Not have to be the exact bottom. Go get something down low. And then if you climb the ranks in the military, you're going to do the same thing in the civilian sector. You just got to learn to play better chess, you know, yeah. uh, because that's corporate America. It's, it's a huge games of leaps and bounds and, and, and going and moving. But, but get I, this entitled thought process out of your damn head. Yeah, I think that another part of the problem is that, you know, especially with, with Marines, right, we're elitists. 
Yes. Right. Well, it's because we're force fed. We're the best and nobody can touch us yeah. and, and, and everything as soon as you hit boot camp. I mean, yeah. So when you take like the smallest service and then you have the enlisted that feel that way. Now think about the officers. Right. <laughs> right. And it is just it, it is, you know, you are an alpha. You need to be an alpha all the time. You are right all the time. And then when you uh, when you start talking to some officers that are starting to get out and they're like, I want to be a VP and I'm going to do this. I've done this. I've done that. And I'm just like, well, well, you got to realize that it's not like that out here. And they're trying to tell me that I'm wrong, that I don't understand. <laughs> you know, that's, that's also a problem. They, um, it, it, there needs to be a, um, a reality check also from uh, the, the, the people that are coming out say, Hey, yeah, it's not easy right? You're going to have to relearn. You're not going to be able to jump into the same kind of responsibilities that, that you thought, um, that, that you think that you're going to get. Um, you need to start lower. You need to understand your environment because, you know, uh, the Marine Corps culture is different than the organizational culture of a company, you yeah. know, and yeah. there's more companies than there are definitely services and how they act. So like even the concept of emotional intelligence, empathy, you know, uh, corporate culture. That's like not even talked about in the military. No. And that's something that it should be kind of stressed like, hey, yeah, you're going to have to be touchy feely. You're going to have to kind of empathize with that person that's sitting across from you. To not a ball busting asshole where everybody's a smart ass. And, yeah. you know, um, yeah, exactly. It's like learning to speak all over again. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. now you've transitioned, you've written this book and, and you've got, you know, a lot of cool things going on in the cyberspace. I mean, what are you doing with all this? I mean, is, is where's this journey taking you? Are you going to be on top of the world speaking, you know, going <laughs> that route or, or are you going to stay playing the, the simple cybersecurity game? So I decided that my, my new path in life is going to be, um, getting back to my entrepreneurial roots. Uh oh, so, watch out world. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Well, it's actually, you know, it's actually kind of cool because, you know, I'm the kind of the master of my own destiny and um I've just I've just kind of been doing this full time since October of 2019. And I have learned so much in the last 6 months than I have since I've gotten out of the military. I'll tell you what, it's just really interesting um all the people that I've met and it's it's really great um, that I have to do things on my own. It's a bit harder, but I'm happier, right? I'm happier. Yeah, welcome to the world of being an entrepreneur where the best description I ever heard of it was from Mike Michalowicz, um, good dude. And, and Mike literally said it this way, being an entrepreneur is like driving a car 100 miles down the road, having your spouse in the passenger seat, both of you wearing no seatbelts, and there's no steering wheel. That's the freaking path of a damn entrepreneur because yep. um, you've got to be flexible, fluid, juke and move. And, and if you win, it's on you. Mm -hmm. If you fuck up, it's on you. Yep. There's no one left to blame. I mean, this is, this is your rodeo. Yeah. So, um, so I, I started my own IT security consultancy. So I, I do that. And I help companies uh, with their cybersecurity strategy because I look at everything from um, a very high level. And then the other part is uh, I want to help 
veterans explore careers in cybersecurity. Mm. So I, I bootstrapped um, another side, a side business or a division of my business called uh, June Cyber Ed. And I basically say, hey, yeah, these are the stories that I have about transitioning out of the military, but also how I found a job in cybersecurity, and this is how you could also do that too. And then I also talk about, you know, soft skills, empathy, emotional intelligence, things that aren't really talked about in the transition assistance programs. Pop, aren't talked know. about, they're just not talked about, I mean. Yeah, and I mean, and you see, you see it, um, I had to deal with it and it kind of sucked. So I just don't want veterans to go through the same kind of ass pain that I went through. Um, and it's, you know, not just from a transition to, um, uh, to the civilian side of things, but also from a cybersecurity side of things too. It's like, you want a job in cybersecurity? Yeah. But what do you want to do in cybersecurity? It's like saying, yeah, I want to be a doctor, a doctor of what, you know, right. what, what's your, <laughs> what's your specialization? So that's where I'm trying to get at as well as kind of the, to reduce the noise and there's lots of other programs out there, but I wanted to at least do my part. So are you running like a university type thing? I mean, was it a school? How are you teaching these guys to do what you did? Yeah, so I have a, I have a platform. Um, I use a learning management system. It's online. And it just started. I just, um, I, I just went in live uh, last month with the program. Um, I do have a mini course, and I've had several veterans go through it as well. Um, and so, so the, that's programs, cool. I've got a couple of veteran podcasts. You need to go on to tell your story. My buddy, Adam Bratz and a couple other guys have got shows that you need to get hooked up with. Yeah, no, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the, the course is done online and what I'm eventually going to do, and I'm working with some strategic partners right now is that once they go through my, my soft skill training transition, um, training that they have hard skill training through my platform as well that helps them get certifications in order to um, either qualify for jobs or show the potential employers that yes I have not only um, soft skills that I transitioned out of uh, this program I'm bringing in hard skills and then I'm working with strategic partners to get them placed at companies so oh, nice. yeah so it's an end-to-end deal and I mean just some of the conversation I've, I'm having here in Florida is like, it's, it's, it's really promising and I wasn't expecting it to move so fast. So it's, it's been an incredible journey and, um, and it's really good to see how many uh, people that at least my story resonated with of uh, how I want to help people. And I like, for me, it's just like, I just want to help people like the money will come. You know, I'm okay with doing the consultancy stuff, um, but I really wanted to make a mark and say, hey, I want this resource for you. So if you want it, it's here. And if you need to talk to somebody who's gone through the BS that you're about to go through, I'm here too. Because another thing that I'm missing, that I miss, is the brotherhood and sisterhood that you, mm. you, you're in the Marines or your Army, whatever service that, that you have. Because once you get out in the civilian world, it's just like, Hey Bob, hey Sally, and that's it. Yeah, you know, a real, real mentors that you know give you your khaki shirt because you forgot yours, or help, <laughs> <laughs> or help you cut your hair because you forgot the, 
you know, cut it that cut it that week. You, you miss you miss that camaraderie, and that's what I want to provide, and um, that's that's what I'm working towards. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know. Uh, I love it when people are finding their footing in life as they're going through, because there's a lot of people listening to the show that are thinking about jumping in, starting a business and, and they're contemplating making that move uh, to entrepreneur because entrepreneurs become such a buzzword lately. You know, and I tell everybody entrepreneurs like the new MLM, you know, you can be a millionaire overnight as long as you start your own business. Um, you know, you've been doing this since October, so you're gone through some of the shit so far of developing and putting business together. What's been some of the struggles you faced putting that business together? Well, um, I, I guess the legal structure, I had to learn that real quick, right? Um, to understand do, doing that because I want to be able to protect my personal assets. So un- understanding that. Um, and then a lot of it's just like, like, cause I'm bootstrapping, it's money, right? Yep. How do I get that money in? So that was, that was a big thing for me. It's just like, okay, I'm not going to have an income from a full-time job. So now I need to actually network. I need to, I need to talk to people. I need to sell myself. I need to be relevant. Yep. Right. And I mean, I've been working, I've been working in um, cybersecurity for a while and I've done, uh, you know, I've, I've authored the book um, that we talked about, but I've also done presentations at conferences as well. So, you know, all of these points help me establish um, relevance and notoriety with potential clients. Um, so that, that really helped because it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I know I wrote the book on that and I could help you with that. <laughs> or yeah, we, I've, I've spoken about this at this conference or um, you could read this publication. So that that's helped. Um, one of the other things that I, I really suck at and which I really need to be better at is marketing. Mm. Right. So um, especially because I'm selling a, a course online and it's very, very niche. Um, yeah, that's, that's been interesting because I've spent a lot of money on marketing and I, I need that. I need it to, uh, I needed to generate some, some leads and some income, right, right as well. Right. And some I, I think every entrepreneur goes through that. I mean, you got to go break some things, lose some money, you know, and, and fuck some things up so you can start figuring out what's going to work for you. Kudos for trying and attempting to do all the different things because literally if you're not trying all the stuff, you're never going to figure out what works for you and your business. I mean, that's – Probably one of the toughest lessons I learned was if shit's not breaking and going south and falling apart, then you're not going big and fast enough with your business. If it's yeah. if it's if yeah. it's all hunky dory, then then you're probably flatline and moving backwards. Definitely not honky dory. I'm definitely <laughs> uh, yeah. It's 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 funny because I don't mind working twelve hour days, right? It's not right. A, not a big deal, but like those twelve hour days, you have a certain amount of bandwidth, and I am not super bad. You know what I mean? There's just yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I got to do my own accounting. Shit. Oh, I got to do my own marketing. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got to well, do and, all and that's, but that's, that's real life of an entrepreneur, right? I mean, yeah. uh, no one tells you that shit before you get into the game. I, mean, I was a sales guy for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck sales. That's the easy part. 
then I had to do operations and, and, and then accounting and, and fuck, I've got to you know do taxes and all the other things that I'd never really had to worry about too much before, you know? So, so yeah, there's, there's a steep learning curve uh, inside of being an entrepreneur and running a business. Um, but I love it, man. I love you it. You have to, you, you have to, it. you have to, there's yeah. no choice. So it's, it's the most fun I've had in a long time. And I mean, it's crazy. My wife thinks I'm crazy. But um, she knows that I'm happy. I've um, not been, uh, I, I'm not working for the man anymore. I'm not slave to the wage. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm earning it. And I feel good when I, when I help my clients, you know, and, you know, when they don't have the strategy set up and they want to do it and they need the path or someone just to say, yeah, you're, uh, you might want to think of it like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a, it's been an incredible journey and well, um, especially being able to lead uh, veterans yeah. as well. Um, uh, those that have been out and then those that are uh, transitioning out to be able to help them along in their journey that, I mean, to me, that's been the most, uh, the most fruitful, the most, um, I guess the humbling and um, the thing that I love the most is be able to mentor again which is nice. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, well, dude, this has been a hell of a conversation. I'm excited to see how big your journey goes and how many lives you impact and change by, by teaching the shit that you've gone through, which I think is the, the, you know, we've all been put to task in this world by doing just that, going through the shit and then turn around and teaching the next generation and the next people following you, you know, how to do it better than we did it. You know, so good on you for that. So one, how do people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your products and services? So um, you could find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you could uh, look Wilson Bautista Jr., right? Um, and then if you want to see what we're doing, uh, you go to www.juncyber.com. What does that so, spell? June Cyber. So I'm a junior, and June is Tagalog for junior. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I, I did that. And then I have a podcast and I talk about um, leadership within the cybersecurity community because I, I think that soft skill development is important, not just for transitioning vets, but also for for everybody. Um, there's a lot of technical podcasts for cybersecurity. I want to focus on soft skill development and leadership. Awesome. So, yeah. That podcast, and what's that called? Yeah. Dev Sec Lead. D-E-V. S E C L E A D. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Look, looking forward to checking that out. Well, dude, here's how I like to wrap up every episode. I do stump some people with this, so stand by for that. Sure. Um, but if you were going to leave the champions, uh, gosh, I think we're up to 187 countries around the world um, that tune in and listen to this. If you're going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially if they're stacked up against it and going through it. What's that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. I would say that wherever you are right now, you've been through something worse and you just got to push through it and do what you got to do in order to take the next step in your journey. So Good. keep on pushing forward and don't look back. Awesome, dude. Well, man, I truly appreciate this. It's been a hell of a ride, man. It's going to be a fun relationship as we continue to move forward and figure out life, man. Keep it up. Thanks, brother.
told you it was a killer conversation. Wilson's a good dude, man. And I'm excited to have uh, his story out there to share with the world. Make sure you check him out on his website and, and stay in touch with him. And if you haven't gone over to DonnieBovine.com, that's D-O-N-N-I-E, B as in boy, O-I, B as in Victor, I-N.com, and check out Success Champion Networking, you might be missing out. It's the coolest thing we're doing right now to help small business owners to, to grow and scale their businesses by networking with other badasses that are growing and scaling theirs. So head over to DonnieBovine.com, click on Success Champions Networking, and come have some fun. See you guys. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, the emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success, because that's what it means to be a success champion.